How's it going, beautiful people? This is welcome in to another episode of Suncast. My name is Reagan Harrell, and we have got a very special episode for y'all today. It is going to be a full in-depth preview of the quarterfinals in volleyball and the semifinals in men's soccer and women's soccer. So yeah, we are doing things just a little bit differently this week than most because, well, this is a different week than most. We have three tournaments going on. Football is in its final week, uh, except for, I believe, Weber and Warner will be the only extra game that got rescheduled. That one will get done. We're going, like I said, we are doing things a little bit different. Uh, you know, Josh and I, are, our schedules are constantly changing, uh, both being uh, student-athletes, uh, Weber football, we've changed up our schedule just a little bit to wrap up the season, also with daylight savings time. So it's easier for me to record today, Josh to record tomorrow, and that's just the way things have kind of worked out. We are I will be on tomorrow's episode with the weekend recap, but today's episode is a special episode where we're previewing everything going on in tournament action. But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by El Baron, Mr. Vaughn, lovely man over there by Minimax right across the street from Weber International University. Mr. Vaughn serves up the best, the best Brazilian food on this side of the Mississippi River. Empanadas out of this world, the Power Bowl out of this world. I had one the other day. It's absolutely tremendous over there. Go see them in the white food truck to the right of Minimax. If you go to Weber or Warner or Southeastern, it's definitely worth the ride over. If you are not at one of the Polk County schools, whenever you come play Weber and y'all want to get a little bite to eat before the bus ride back, let's stop. Go across the street. Go see Mr. Vaughn. Tell him Suncast sent you, and he will hook you up real good. All right. So, where do we start? I think we're going to start this episode with volleyball. They're in the quarterfinals. It's their first playoff matchup. So, I think we're going to get started with that. And we're going to get started with the 3-6 matchup with Kaiser taking on Weber. Look, Weber had a good end to the season. They did get the win. It was a must-win scenario. They had to beat Warner. They took care of business against that team across the lake on senior night. And their reward is to face arguably the best setter and hitter duo in the conference. The Seahawks are led by Hannah Heidi and Brooklyn Slater. Hannah is leading, uh, excuse me, second in the NAI in total assists with 1,268. She is coming off a 100-point uh, week. I believe she had 104 total assists in their then the Seahawks two matchups that locked up the three seed for them, guaranteeing a home volleyball atmosphere Tuesday night in West Palm Beach as they welcome in the Warriors led by Bailey Sikama. The Warriors have had spurts throughout this year uh, that have shown they could have been a really good team. And if it weren't for a couple of blown leads, this would be a team hosting on Tuesday instead of driving down. They would be probably hosting either Southeastern or Florida Memorial, but instead they have to go and travel to West Palm Beach and take on the Seahawks. The Seahawks ended the year extremely strong as they won their last five games. That included an incredible 2-0 deficit comeback at Weber on their homecoming. Early game was at 9 a.m. Weber jumped out to a 2-0 lead. And then it was all Seahawks. They reverse swept them. Kaiser did sweep 
Weber their last time in West Palm Beach earlier this season. They have, in fact, won eight in a row against the Warriors. They finished off really strong, like I said earlier, the Seahawks did. They beat Ave at Ave in a five-set thriller. And really, other than that sweep they faced against uh, St. Thomas down in Miami Gardens, middle October all the way through early November, they have been an extremely good team. They have caught their stride, and I just don't think the Warriors are going to have the firepower to keep up with them. Uh, Weber did show that they definitely belong on the court. They played extremely good against the Seahawks earlier in the year for the two sets when they took that lead, and they battled them pretty tough throughout that five-set thriller in Babson Park. But I just think when you get to playoff volleyball, you're going to get every team's best. I don't think the Warriors' best is enough to go up against the Seahawks' best, especially the way they are just playing with a type of synergy right now that's making it a tough decision for me to just say, it's going to be St. Thomas Ave, book it no matter what. Because this is a really good team that has tested both Ave and St. Thomas this year. And in the past, they definitely have. I think this is a really good team. They have caught fire at the right time. Hannah Estep is playing extremely well. Uh, We mentioned earlier with Brooklyn Slater, she is leading the conference with 364 kills. And if the Seahawks play clean volleyball throughout this tournament, they could absolutely upset Ave and then set up, uh, I believe they, they would play on Friday at Ave Maria, and then they would most likely set up a date with St. Thomas. We don't know if that will be the case. We'll have to you know, see how everything works out down in Miami Gardens, but it's going to be tough for the Warriors. I do think it will be a little bit too much. Uh, looking at the over, overview for Kaiser, not only are they really good at the top, but they are also extremely deep. They have eight players with 100-plus kills. By the end of the Weber game, they'll probably have three, 300-plus in, in that category. And that is a recipe. And if Kaiser can get back to what they were doing at the beginning of the year where they were just rolling teams, I do think it wouldn't be the craziest thing to say that the three-seed Seahawks could walk away the tournament champs, but they got to take care of business first. Weber does definitely have the talent. If Cynthia Lorena and Savannah Wilhite, if I'm pretty sure she, uh, Savannah will be back playing, pretty sure she's 100% back uh, for the Warriors. If they turn things ar- around on them, and we know how quickly volleyball with momentum, I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility for the Warriors. I don't see it though. I do think that Kaiser will be moving on. And that brings us to our next volleyball matchup as the Lions of Florida Memorial will have to travel up to Lakeland, Florida to play in the furnace where the fire have been extremely good this year. Completely different team in Lakeland in the furnace than they have are anywhere else on a neutral site or away. They're six and two at home, three and eight, three and five away and four and five on the road. A little tidbit about the history between these two. Southeastern have dominated this series 32-5. and five. The Florida Memorial Lions have never won a volleyball game in Lakeland, Florida. The Fire are 17-0 against the Gyrenes, or excuse me, against the Lions, who kind of struggled at the end of the year. They 
got a good win against Weber, sweeping them in Babson Park, and then dropped three in a row at Florida National, got swept by St. Thomas that pretty much won them the the uh, the Sun Conference regular season title and making this tournament run through Miami Gardens, but not the Miami Gardens Flomo wanted. And then they got swept at Ave Maria. So when you're looking at a tournament like this, momentum is such a huge factor. And to end the season the way they did, and even before that win against Weber, they lost at home to Southeastern 3-1. to one, And Southeastern is playing extremely good Volleyball, Grace Petty ended this season extremely strong for Southeastern as she had seven aces in their last two games against the Warriors and the Bobcats. I think that was a, it was a good win on paper for Southeastern to get that one over St. Thomas. Just about, hey, we ended the win streak. We're going in strong. They obviously finished the season strong when we were about midway through conference play. We weren't sure if this was a team that would make the conference tournament, much less be hosting a game, and they will obviously be doing that. And I do think that they are just a little bit too much right now. They are playing extremely good volleyball. Flomo has slipped up. They have gone down from, again, like Weber earlier, a team I thought could very well be hosting a game to where now they have to travel to a place they have never won in their history. Uh, I think this will be a good game, though. Uh, you know, I said with the Kaiser-Weber game, it was going. it'd probably have to take Kaiser being off their game and Weber playing how they did at the beginning of conference play for that to be an upset. I don't think you have to have A versus A. If they both bring their A games, I do think Southeastern wins. But I think even if Southeastern maybe plays their B game, that might that might be enough. If Flomo plays their A game with Carolina Souza and August Busek leading the way for the Lions, that could very well be enough for there to be an upset in Lakeland. However, I do not see that happening. I think Southeastern are playing too good of volleyball. They're playing too clean. Their defense has really taken shape. And I do think they will do enough to punch their ticket to Miami Gardens to go play St. Thomas. Now, I've given y'all who I think is going to win. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty strong set in that. I, I think Southeastern and Kaiser will both win. And I don't... I would say I'm about 75% sure both of them go through. But how do these? How do the other two teams, how do Florida Memorial and how do Weber pull off the upset? We'll start with Weber. When Weber was playing their best volleyball, they were able to move their feet on defense, they played together as a team, and they looked like a strong unit. That has faded a lot since then. They'll have to clean that up, one. Two, they have to dominate the middle. Weber is the tallest team in this conference. They need Sikama, they need Wilhite, and they need Lorena to have the best volleyball games they've played this year. That's the recipe for Weber. I, I'm not saying it's out of the question, but if they were able to do that and get hot right now, I think this is a team who could make noise. I don't think the Warriors are as bad as they have shown on the court lately. However, if it doesn't go exactly that way for them, I don't see how they can make it out of West Palm Beach with more than one set one. They have to play perfect. Their defense has got to be the best it's been all year. Their positioning has to be the best it's been all year. The coaching has to be the best it's been all year. 
But most importantly, if Weber can completely dominate the middle, if they are able to get blocks and take away those couple of points, those couple of middle sets that they that the Seahawks do very well, and get some blocks, get some points off of those blocks, and flip that script early, and then hold on to it. We've seen Weber take sets against good teams early. They were up 1-0 against Ave. They were up 2-0 against Kaiser. They didn't stand a chance against St. Thomas, but they're not playing St. Thomas tomorrow. They're playing Kaiser, who is a team they had on the ropes. And if they can learn how to finish in those moments, absolutely. They, they, if they knew how to finish, they'd be hosting a game right now. Kai, or they'd probably be playing Florida Memorial at home or Southeastern at home. But we've already talked about that. I'm not going to get into that anymore. I do think Weber can win this game, but they have to play perfect, and their middle has to step up. As for Florida Memorial, I think this game is going to come down to who makes the statement first. I think this is going to be a big momentum game. Flomo does a very good job of when they get up, when Buseke is finding Souza, and they're rolling, they're dangerous. They're a very dangerous team, and I don't think the talent level is far. I think it's very similar with Flomo and Southeastern. We've seen Flomo go on runs and win this tournament before. And it's going to take a lot like Weber where their middle – Plays where Weber's middle has to play good. The outside hitters for the Lions are going to play excellent. And then obviously, I mean, the big thing with volleyball is you have to play great defense. You have to be able to get the big digs. And if Darns and Souza and everybody else for Flomo, if they continue to play good defensively, stay strong defensively, they can win this game. That's got to be the main thing. Because what Southeastern has done is they have turned away from a team that has been a little sloppy to a team that are moving their feet, they're getting square with the ball and getting good digs. And they're not letting they're not reaching for it the way I saw them reach when they played Weber. Weber was able to hit hit their spots and Southeastern just didn't have that step to them. They have that step now, but it's going to take Flomo get Get the first set, get moment, go get the momentum. That's what it's going to take to win in Lakeland. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't think so. I think Southeastern will win this one in five. That's my official prediction. Southeastern in five, and I'm going to go Kaiser in four. And that is my official prediction that will definitely not come back to bite me. Now on to the sport I grew up loving. And... The sport that is captivating the Sun Conference right now, and that is soccer. Men's or women's, what do we start with? I think I'm going to start with the men's because I want to finish with the women's because those two games, I I am excited is an understatement. I don't want to go off on a big big tangent or anything because behind the scenes, which y'all don't know, is I just had to I just took a 15 minute I had to pause, take a 15 minute uh, phone call, so now I'm kind of a little bit more sped up, but. Now, you know what? I'll take as long as I want. I have to run it by my boss real quick, but I'm pretty sure he'll approve it. But uh, what I do know is before we get 
into the soccer preview. We're going to talk about Believe It Nutrition. Believe It Nutrition is your local healthy hangout in Lake Wells, Florida, located at 2027 State Road 60 East in Lake Wells. Got healthy shakes, energizing drinks, great coffee. Love it. They're absolutely love Believe It Nutrition. They have their premium protein shake of the week is apple pie. I'm going to go try that tomorrow without a doubt. I'll give you all a review on their apple pie premium protein shake. Love it there. Love Believe It Nutrition. Go there. Say you heard it on Suncast to get 10% off of your order. All right. We're going to start off with a men's soccer preview for two highly anticipated semifinal matchups against two teams, which I mean the four teams, both of them, both games. I'm, I'm going to say neither team really like each other a whole lot. You got Kaiser and Weber, and you got St. Thomas Southeastern. And just like volleyball, we're going to start with the Kaiser-Weber preview. We're going to get more into the weekend when we do the weekend recap on tomorrow's episode about what Weber did against Thomas and how impressive that was to go on the road against a team that hand up, I said, could absolutely win this tournament. Weber's gotten healthy, and that's scary. Alan Fiedemann, he's back. Luke Piverall is playing excellent, and obviously Joe O'Sullivan, he is a weapon. He, his right leg is absolutely a weapon. Their defense is stout. I mean, they just held a team who I think was as good as anybody offensively in this conference had at the end of the year, at least, in the Thomas Nighthawks against a guy named Connor Perry, who was the best player in the NAIA before he ran into Weber, before he ran into Hansel and Nett. And I believe this Weber team is going to take a little bit of advantage of this rest versus rust scenario. It's been a little while since the Seahawks played, and the last time we saw them, it was in an unmeaningful match against St. Thomas, and they lost 2-0. Now, I'm going to be careful when I say unmeaningful because it was still a top-10 matchup against your bitter, bitter rival. Obviously, I think in that game, everything pointed to St. Thomas winning. They needed the win more. Kaiser had already wrapped it up. St. Thomas obviously does not like Kaiser, especially with everything that happened last year. And I, there's just something about this matchup that says it, 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 things are going too good for Kaiser. Everything's pointing to the fall being all Seahawks. Women's soccer, men's soccer, football, controlled the regular season. No doubt about it. Volleyball, very good, three seed. And this Weber team is different than what I thought it was. I thought this was a frisky team that could – do something. No, 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 no. This is an extremely good team. This is the final four that I think we all – I think we all wanted to see these four teams, unless you're not with them. But throughout the year, the four teams in the semifinals are the four best teams. I think we have the second best team going up against the third best team in the conference. In my humble opinion, I think St. Thomas is better than Kaiser, and I do think – Weber is better than Southeastern right now. I know Southeast. I know Southeastern did beat Weber late in Babson Park. They're a little banged up. However, they they looked really good against Scad. We'll get into that game in a minute. 
But there is still no denying how good Kaiser is, especially defensively. They're fifth in the NAI in shots per game. They have got an excellent keeper in Nebot. Santiago Nebot has had nine shutouts. A lot of that thanks to that back line. Rui Reyes and Lucas Jacobs is one of the best pairings in the Sun Conference, maybe even the entire NAIA. And I, it's safe to say that they have booked their spot to Decatur, Alabama. I think it, there's two teams we can say we'll see. Oh, I, I think Kaiser for sure, especially when, when in the conference. St. Thomas, I think they're in. I'm I'm about 90% sure, unless Southeastern just goes to Miami Gardens and embarrasses them. I don't see it happening. I think they're in. Weber's not in by a long shot. Weber has to make it to the final at minimum to make it to Decatur. Obviously, if they win it, they're in. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Let's talk for a second, folks. Y'all know where I go to school. Y'all know where my loyalties lie. You know I try to stay unbiased. And for the OG fans, y'all know I've come a long way. A long way from the spring to now. However, I let that almost dictate my decision a little too much in the last matchup. I said, I'm going to go so unbiased, I'm going to pick against Weber in what, in reality, was more 50-50 than I realized. And there was nothing 50-50 about that Thomas and Weber game. Weber dominated. And they're scoring in multiple different ways. That long ball over top, I don't think you – that where Joseph scored his first goal, I don't think that happens against Kaiser. But a second goal, oh, that can happen. That can happen against anybody. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think this game ends in regulation 1-1. And I think this game is going to go to a penalty kick shootout. And I think Weber is going to win in PKs over the Seahawks. This could blow up in my face. Kaiser could absolutely do what Georgia did this weekend and be like, okay, we're the defending national champions. Now let me show you why. Oh, and y'all best believe I'm, we're going to talk a lot about that Georgia-Tennessee game on tomorrow's episode. But not doing that now. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think this Weber team has something special about them. And I can feel it. I can feel when there's a buzz about a team in Babson Park. They do. They got it. They got a buzz about them. Now, Kaiser can end that buzz and end the, their season really quick. I don't see it. I Well, let me rephrase. I could. I do see it. I can see that happening. But I don't think it will. I went against them once. I ain't doing it again. I'm rocking with the boys in the bab to pull off the upset, the full, the 5-1 upset, 5C versus 1C upset, and give me the Warriors heading to the conference championship game. Now, on the other side of the bracket, I think we have a very similar scenario. However, St. Thomas, they did win to end off their season. They take on a Southeastern team that they handled pretty well, much like how Kaiser handled Weber pretty well. The Southeastern team 
was banged up. They started to get healthy. They're a little bit healthier. We saw Carlos back in goal for them. He was able to kick the ball. He's looking good. And we've seen Carlos in goal be able to dictate a game. That can absolutely happen. And not only that, he's an absolute weapon on a counterattack, which would be a good way for them to score against the Bobcats. I think Edo Venatolo is the best. Um, let's see, I don't want to phrase this. If I was delivering a free kick or a corner kick, and I think I, I, I think I think I know. If you give me one guy to send the ball in to put on a head, it'd be Edo. Set pieces and counterattacks would be a great way for Southeastern to beat a team that I think is more talented than them. I think, once again, you have a very strong keeper in net and Franco. You obviously have one of the best back lines in the country. And up top for the Bobcats, you got Guido and Arizno, both with eight goals. I believe they're both with eight goals last time I, I checked anyways. Uh, also, Mark Okongo, who scored against Southeastern in their last matchup. What they do an extremely good job of is in their buildup, you'll have one of them up top kind of fall back. And they'll make that later run into the 18. And we saw against Kaiser where Guido scored that beautiful bicycle kick off of a backhill flick. Uh, one of the better play, one of the better goals we've seen, probably the best goal we've seen uh, in Sun Conference play this year. That's what they're extremely good at making those second and third runs into the box that I believe Southeastern could possibly see on film. And the way you defeat that is, one, your back line can't fall back as much as we've seen some teams do in the conference. And that's ultimately how St. Thomas makes their money. How that's They force you uh, to get your back line further and further back, and they find that space between the midfield and the back line. And I saw them do that against Warner. And what eventually, in the first half, they were able to find that, but it was 25, 30 yards out. Once they start, are able, once they're able to send their fullbacks up and their midfield further up the pitch, and it becomes, they're no longer sending crosses in from the top of the 18. They start sending those crosses in around the touchline. That's when the, the opportunities for the Bobcats ultimately come from. They are obviously they're solid on set on set pieces as well. I think this game will also be an overtime game. I don't think this one goes to PKs. I think St. Thomas will get a late goal. I'm gonna say two one to the Bobcats, and it'll be St. Thomas versus Weber in the conference final. We'll see if that happens. Again, I don't really have a feel for this one though. I'll say this: if you Make me pick every single game down the list uh, for volleyball, men's and women's soccer. This one, the St. Thomas Southeastern game, I would say I'm the least confident in my pick. It's right up there with the women's soccer pick that I'm going to get into in a minute. Both women's soccer games, by the way, I'm not, I'm not extremely – I think it could go either way. We'll get into that in a minute. But this game, I absolutely think it could go either way. But I'm in media. I got to make a media pick, and I got to make one team happy and one team mad. And, you know, 
I don't want to say hopefully a team I say wins wins, but you know, makes me look good, makes me look smart, makes me look like I want to know what I'm talking about. I love that Southeastern uh, men's soccer team, though. I love the St. Thomas. Got to chop it up with Guido um, a little bit before uh, we went out there and played St. Thomas on Saturday. Uh, talked with him a little bit. Great seeing him. Oh, gosh, this, this is going to be a great game, though. I think this is, this is going to be a premier matchup. Uh, we do have a couple of schedule changes. I believe they're moving that bo- both Kaiser – men's and women's soccer games are moving up an hour or two uh, due to another tropical storm. Welcome to Florida. Am I right? (laughs) Um, Gosh, and the more I look at it, I think it is hard to beat a team twice, especially in a close span. This is in Miami Gardens. St. Thomas is playing excellent ball. Southeastern was a little shaky at the end of the year. And another reason I lean towards St. Thomas, as we saw Southeastern get blown out against Thomas, who in turn did not perform well. I want to say didn't perform well. Weber just, you know, dominated and beat. So I do think St. Thomas does have the edge. And I'll say 2-1 in extra time, and I'm going Weber and PKs for men's soccer predictions. And I'll probably get both of those wrong, and it'll be Southeastern Kaiser in the final, and I'll look like an idiot. But hey, you know what? That's part of the game. I'm not smart. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to say I. I know everything. I obviously don't. I get a lot of things wrong. Josh gets uh, probably a little bit less wrong. I don't know. I wonder. We, we need. We need to do that. We need. Uh, we need to go back and see what our overall record predictions are for everything. I feel like we're we're pretty decent. I feel like we got a pretty good beat on everything. But uh, speaking of things that we didn't have a good beat on, uh, last Saturday, I predicted SCAD would win by multiple goals against Southeastern. As we now know, that was not the case. And yes, this is the women's soccer preview. We have entered that portion of this, of this episode. SCAD and Southeastern flipped the script. They, they changed... Pretty much what I thought one team was, I now think of the other, to a certain extent. What do I mean by that? Southeastern was a team a week, uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I thought Southeastern was a team who could make some noise in the tournament, who would probably not make it to the final, who would probably win a quarterfinal matchup, play Kaiser or SCAD, lose in the semifinal, and we would hope and pray, and most likely we would see them in Orange Beach. I thought SCAD was a team that would cruise at the end of the year, beat Southeastern, maybe beat Kaiser, who knows, get a bye, win their semifinal matchup, and boom, they're in the final. That's not the case anymore whatsoever. The Southeastern team, I am now, I now fully believe, are a team that can win this tournament. Not only win this tournament, they're a team that can win the tournament in Orange Beach. Now, for SCAD, I don't want to act like I'm throwing them away or anything. I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination. I still think this SCAD team can 100% win this tournament and win the NAI tournament if they stop playing how they played the last three games. And I'm including that Weber game. 3-1 against Weber was not the confidence boost I wanted to see before they played Southeastern. I wanted to see them, and there was no reason they should. This was a Weber team with less firepower 
than they had the first time they played SCAD when SCAD beat them 9 nothing. Now, I still think that SCAD is there. I absolutely do. Every team in the history of teams, and I mean, not I was about to say except for last year's Southeastern team, but if you remember last year's Southeastern baseball team, they lost a series 2-3 to Kaiser. No doubt Southeastern was a better team than Kaiser in baseball. Just remember, they lost 2-3. Kind of similar to what we saw uh, this go around. SCADs lost their, two of their last three. An embarrassing loss to Southeastern. A less embarrassing, but still a law, 2-0 loss to Kaiser, where Kaiser fairly well dominated the midfield and took advantage of their opportunities. And then, they, then SCAD beats Weber. I think what Southeastern did against SCAD was they shut down SCAD, I don't want to put this. They shut down SCAD before SCAD could SCAD. Let me try to simplify that a little bit for y'all. What SCAD's done well all year is very similar to St. Thomas men's soccer, but they've done it more efficiently. Their second and third runners and their overlap runners, whether if that was Sydney at the beginning of the year or if it turned when it turned into Abby or when it turned into Ines or Mia, whoever it was, it was never that first runner you had to worry about. It was always the second one. We saw that a little bit, but we've saw, I think we're starting to see how you stop that. Southeastern laid the blueprint. It stop it before it even starts. If you dominate the midfield against SCAD, you'll win. If you play even in the midfield, you'll probably lose. And if you get dominated in the midfield, you definitely lose. The person I'm looking at, the, the X factor, who wins this game? Let's get to that. Who wins the SCAD Southeastern game? It's going to depend on whether or not Berglund Balder's daughter dominates the midfield. That is what I am looking at. That is the key matchup in this game. Can she be that facilitator that we have seen her be for the majority of the season? I believe that she is the X factor. Now, obviously, she's not the only one. We need to see the entire midfield. I believe we're going to have to see Zoe Goodall be caught on a lot with the likes of Naria Lopez up top. She's in double digits with goals the last time I checked. Uh, Carissa Keene, Ramsey Watkins, who won Offensive Player of the Week in the Sun Conference the last time these two played. And Southeastern's playing their best, best, best ball right now. And two weeks ago, SCAD was playing their, be their best ball. So I talked about this earlier, rest versus rust. I don't know if Southeastern necessarily needed that full week off. Obviously, later in the year, it's great to have that time off. But if I was Southeastern, I would have wanted to play this game almost immediately. Now, the big thing, and while the, I'm not going to – if if Southeastern were to lose this game, I'm not going to view that as a factor at all because of, one, the traveling. And, two, you got a week off and you're playing at home. They flipped the script like, like I alluded to earlier. The biggest thing in this game – as it's being played in Lakeland and not Savannah. That's a long trip. That's about a four-and-a-half, five-hour bus ride. It's a big deal. Pretty, I'm sure SCAD traveled the day before. Uh, What's well, a night game? They, they may not have. Either way. Either way it, it works out, it's a big deal. And I think it might be a little bit too much of a big deal. I think Southeastern has found their stride. 
I think this last week of the season, or really two weeks of the season, after their after their zero zero draw against Weber, from then on, they proved to me why they were a top ten team in the country. I'll be honest, I was not completely convinced this was the team everybody told me they were. The team that other soccer players, other people in the conference told me they were until I witnessed them firsthand. And I talked about not 10 minutes ago about bias and whatnot. I love this SCAD team. Um, I've said it many, 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 many times before. I think they're running into a team that's playing too good right now. And I, I think Southeastern will be on top of this game. I don't want to say that pains me to say because I, I, I love Southeastern's women's soccer team too. They're a great group. Um, got to know them a little bit better uh, of late. And it's tough for me to pick against a team that supports Suncast so much, like SCAD, but unfortunately this isn't the business of making making friends sometimes. This is my honest opinion, and my honest opinion is I think Southeastern will take care of business in this game. Now, I think what Southeastern could get caught up in doing is there's nothing Southeastern wants more right now than to beat Kaiser. That's 100% what they're thinking. They want to beat Kaiser. They don't like Kaiser. They are tired of playing second. South, most, a lot of sports in Southeastern have not had to play second fiddle to Kaiser for a long extended period of time when they're elite too. And Southeastern have had to do that. Southeastern soccer have had to do that. And I think they're about done with it. However, if Kaiser beats Thomas, which we'll know that result well before we kick off in Lakeland, there could be a little look-ahead situation. Uh, personally, I don't see this, see that happening. I think Southeastern wins this game 2-1. And if Scatter wins this game 2-1, I will not be surprised at all. I think this is very similar to the Southeastern St. Thomas game. And I'd probably, I'm going to retract my statement earlier. I think this is a little bit tougher of a game to pick than than a Southeastern and St. Thomas. Because I've seen what SCAD can do. If SCAD does control the midfield and their back line is better than what it was against Southeastern, and Zoe does make the big saves – and Ines and Abby are making these crossing runs and playing 1-2 against a very strong back line in Southeastern with Holly Eddins, who, let's not forget this. Let's not let this be led astray either. In that SCAD Southeastern game, Holly was called on many times when it was 0-0 and 1-0. A couple of times I could think off the top of my head, she had to make some extremely good saves. She does a good job controlling her back line. Something I appreciate a lot uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a keeper she did a very good job orchestrating her back line. And it's tough for me. I think the biggest reason why I'm picking this is because I've seen it happen. I saw that game. Scad got ran off the field the last time they were in Lakeland. And 
now that it's saying it almost makes you want to rethink it because what if Southeastern comes into here thinking it's going to happen again and they get what Weber got and what St. Thomas got? That's a whole other beast. When Scad's playing like that, they're the best team in the country. And we've seen them play like that. And if they are able to play like that, if they are making the runs, if Berglund does look like the All-American that I think she is, and everybody else in the midfield is where Lane is doing a good job. If Alyssa does strong in the midfield, this is that's where the game was won last time they played. It was won and lost in the midfield battle in the first half. And then by the second half, it was all Southeastern. If Scott, I'll say this. This won't be a 4 nothing game. It's not going to be a 4 nothing game again. I can guarantee this is going to be a one-goal game either way. This is playoff soccer. As good as it gets. And, God, I really don't like picking against SCAD here. Now, I'm almost talking myself back into SCAD, but I'm not going to let myself do it. I'm going to stick with Southeastern. And if I get it right, great. If I don't, I've got a great meme I'm going to post about it because um, I got one. If I do pick Southeastern and SCAD wins, I got a good one. It's going to be, uh, y'all know the, uh, the SpongeBob meme where it's like, hey, you, you want to see me run to this rock and do it again? I'm going to put, my, put the Suncast logo on top, and it's going to be, y'all want to see me incorrectly predict, predict the Southeastern SCAD game again. But I do think Southeastern will win this game. It pains me to say it. I, I, I love y'all, SCAD. Y'all know I love y'all. I've, I've rocked with y'all a lot, but I got to rock with the fire on this one. That being said, I do think SCAD has done enough this season. And because this conference is so good, if they lose a close one in the semifinals to Southeastern, I do think SCAD has done enough this year to punch their ticket to Orange Beach, Alabama. If they don't make it, if they lose this game, I'm getting real serious right now on the mic. This is that's why we need you two. If SCAD loses this game close, one goal, or two goals, Southeast, whatever, and Southeastern will obviously be in. I think Southeastern's in no matter what. Kaiser's obviously in no matter what. We'll get to Thomas in a second. If SCAD plays this game close and does not make it into the tournament, it's it, 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 it's going to be an interesting episode. And I'm going to probably record two episodes. I'm going to record one with no mic, and, I, and I'm going to get every all my very bad comments out of the way and filter through them, and then we'll move on from, from that. Because I do think SCAD's extremely good, and this conference is too good to not send three teams to Orange Beach. SCAD, Southeastern, and Kaiser are three top ten teams. I don't care what the rankings say. These are three top ten teams, and they better be in Orange Beach. Okay, now we got a little serious. Let's have a little bit more fun, and let's wrap up with the Battle of the Hawks. Thomas and Kaiser, the best team in the country against a team who played them the best they've, prob they've been, probably been played all year, definitely against a team that played them the best in conference. Kaiser and Thomas. Thomas and Kaiser. Well, I'm not just talking. I'm just still thinking about what direction I want to go with this game. Because if Thomas's offense with 
Sasha Manders and Annalise Wilkes and Jane up top. Jane, uh, oh, hold on. Jane, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking Jane, Jana Pastoric. That's it. That's it. That, that's what I was looking for. I knew I'd remember that last name if I said, said her, said her first name right and wrong enough. Anyways, this episode's going a little long. I'm starting to go a little crazy. Um, anyways, to wrap this one up, I do think if that attack of Thomas plays against Kaiser the way they just did against St. Thomas, they got a shot. They got a shot because we know what Thomas is in the back. We know they have, in my opinion, their fullback pairing with Matty Campbell and uh, I forget the right back name right now, but I'm just going to roll on. I think their fullback pairing is absolutely elite. Their center backs are elite. Abby and Britt are elite. And then you got the best keeper in the in the country, or at least top three. Top three. The only other problem is you got another top three keeper on the other side, and you got a back line that's it, it's it's a young back line, but it's elite with Forslund, Sorum, Tagbol. Uh, I'm sure I'm, pro- I'm I'm pretty sure I butcher their names pretty much every time we get on, we get on here. Um, I, in fact, I know I have because the way I was saying uh, Berglund from Scad's name, and then I realized how her last name. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the best with Western European names yet. Gotta get better. But anyways, that back line's scary, and don't even get me started up top with the Seahawks with Ramona Kennedy and Lauren Riley. They're both in double digits with goals. Maha Henriksen is a top five, I would say, in the NAI as far as being able to set teams up. Uh, I think she has nearly 15 assists on the year, right up there with Berglund again from SCAD. But this Kaiser team is a juggernaut. And this Thomas team has got hot at the right time and are extremely fun. However, fun doesn't win you championships. Being the most dominant team that I've witnessed while covering the Sun Conference does. I said it on the last the, the last episode when I broke down the bracket and everything. The storyline of this game, it writes itself. This is Goliath. This is the Kaiser Women's Seahawks. This is a team that hasn't really come they come close to losing twice this year. Really once against William Carey and their lone draw after the end of a tournament away from home when I think they were ready to get home. And they still drew with a top-five team playing a lot closer to home. And then the other game they almost lost was to this Thomas team, which many, many believe should have been a draw. I'm not going down that rabbit hole anymore. Thomas wants to make this statement worse than anybody. I don't think there's a team, any team, I mean, last time I did this, I got bit. A te- any team in this conference that wants to make a statement more, that wants to win their tournament more than the Thomas Nighthawks in women's soccer. Let me explain why. The obvious one is this is their last year in the conference. And the way we're looking at it now, they took down one what you would call Sun Conference Blue Blood in St. Thomas. 
not necessarily in women's soccer, but they've been decent in women's soccer. But overall, as a program, St. Thomas is a blue blood. They're OG. They're a proud program. They beat them. Now to do it, they will have to beat at least one, probably two, Sun Conference teams. And I've kind of changed how I think things are going to have to go. I think they have to win this tournament, not just make it to the final. They have to win this tournament because if they're, the four teams from, from the Sun Conference aren't making it in, no way, no shot. SCAD is the biggest Kaiser fan. If they, if they beat – well, yeah, they'll be the biggest Kaiser fan before their game. They, SCAD needs Kaiser to win this game because here how, here's how SCAD doesn't make the tournament and I can't be mad about it. If SCAD loses to Southeastern and Thomas beats Southeastern, SCAD ain't making it. Southeastern's making it, Kaiser's making it, then obviously Thomas would make it. And that's the only path for Thomas, and four Sun Conference teams won't get in, unfortunately. Uh, I would hope they would. I would say they should. It doesn't matter what I say, what I think. It won't happen. Four teams from the Sun Conference won't make it to Orange Beach, even though probably should if they're in that scenario, they won't. Forget about it. Back to what I was saying, though, they want nothing more than to end their time in this conference beating Kaiser. Kaiser wants nothing more than to do what I don't know has been done before, and that's have zero losses on your in your seat. I guess you can still say undefeated because they drew one. We'll call it undefeated season. Um, I'll have to check the archives and the record books and all that to see if it's been done before. I don't think it has. So both teams are going to be – they're obviously playing for a lot. I say Thomas is playing for more because Kaiser could lose this game 10-0 and they're still making it to Orange Beach. I just don't think Thomas has enough to beat them. I would love – I'm not going to say, well, mm. I'm not going to say I'd love to see it. I'd say it'd be pretty cool to see Thomas beat Kaiser. It'd be pretty cool. Objectively, upsets are awesome. Upsets – do numbers upsets are are they're fun they're fun they're they're what makes sports fun upsets are the best and who what do people want more than to see the little brother a non-blue blood in this in this conference somebody who's leaving this conference and go beat kaiser and make it to the conference championship game that'd be a pretty incredible way to go out for thomas i don't think it's going to happen and I don't think that Thomas is going to see the Kaiser team they saw in Thomasville because this isn't going to be a f- in 55-degree weather. Now, honestly, we don't know what the weather is going to be like because you got Tropical Storm Nicole coming that could mess a lot of things up um, for outdoor sport with, well, with soccer soccer and uh, football here next week or this coming up week we'll, we'll we'll keep our eye on everything it's florida so i probably know about as much as the weatherman and i don't know anything <laughs> um i just don't think thomas is going to see that same kaiser team i think they're going to see an elite kaiser team and i think it's just going to be too much for them i think kaiser will probably win this one two nothing now thomas I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Thomas Women's Soccer. I'm gonna talk to Scatter Women's Soccer real quick. Y'all are from my home state. Y'all are from Georgia. I can't help but ha- have a little bit more love for the Georgia teams. I can't help it. 
It's in my blood. Go Peach State. Y'all have got every right. Use what I have just said. And this goes to Weber Volleyball, Flomo Volleyball, uh, Southeastern Men's Soccer, Kaiser Men's Soccer. Use what I said as motivation and prove me wrong. And especially, this is more for the soccer, the, the two teams I was talking about. Prove me wrong and make fun of me if I'm wrong. Because I'll be having a good time if y'all win. I'll be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a pretty happy camper even if I was wrong and y'all two win. I can't help it. I like Georgia. I like Georgia. I love Georgia sports. I can't help it. It is what it is. I gave up on. It's been a, we, we've gone a long way with the bias. I've gone from how biased I used to be to how unbiased I've what. I've gotten to, I'm kind of back. I don't know. It's a constant sliding scale with me. Oh, this episode's going long. I'm going to wrap up with this, wrap up this point by saying, if y'all win, put me on blast. You got every right to. You got every right to. I think y'all are the two underdogs. I know y'all are the two. Y'all are the two underdogs. Scad and Thomas, y'all are the underdogs. And I don't think y'all are going to pull off the upset. So prove me wrong, because y'all are... Two teams that have shown a ton of support. Suncast, as of Southeastern and Kaiser, love y'all. Love, love, look, I love everybody in this conference. And I'm having a, and that's the thing that I've had trouble doing here lately is like pick against teams I really like. It's, it's, it's hard. But when times get hard, we, you got to get harder. I don't know, something motivational, something like that to wrap up the podcast. So I'm going to wrap this one up by saying I love all of y'all and good luck to all of these teams. Um, especially these seniors, these seniors, half of the half of the team seniors that are playing tomorrow are playing the last game they're ever playing in their life, just the way it is. And well, I guess not. Well, I guess things could go where you end up playing. Y'all know what I'm saying. Go have fun. This is a game. This is an awesome game. We all play awesome games. Sports is awesome. And you don't love. I can't love. Soccer, I can't love volleyball the way the players are about to go out there and play it. Just the same way y'all can't love football the way I love football. The same way y'all can't love baseball the way Josh loves baseball. This is a sport y'all love. This is the pinnacle of the Sun Conference. That You're in your possible final matchup. If you don't leave every single sweat drop, blood, tear, give it all. Give it every freaking thing you got. Tuesday, wherever you're playing. Lakeland, Miami, West Palm, wherever. Go leave everything you got on that field or that court and know you left your mark on your school. Because that's another thing I want to talk to you athletes about. What all of you are doing will be forever be in the history books of your respected school. So go give them something to look back at in 10 years and be like, that was pretty special. All right. Y'all have a good night. Love all y'all.